Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Welcome back, folks. My next guest is the New York Times bestselling author of The Omnivore's Dilemma in Defense of Food and How to Change Your Mind. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Michael Pollan. Thank you. Michael, it is really good to see you again. Good to be back. It's always a great conversation. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed your writing ever since I read... Uh, Opium Made Easy from Harper's Magazine back in the 90s. That does first, go back. First yeah. thing I ever read of yours. And uh, I find I find your all of your work fascinating. You've changed how I see food with your writing. I'm um, certainly Omnivore's Dilemma changed how I think about what I eat and, and what it means to our uh, ecology, mm-hmm. you know, the needs of my particular diet or lack thereof. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> now you have a, uh, a, a book called... This is your mind on plants, okay? And you haven't been on here for five years, sadly. And that was right before the publication of your last book, How to Change Your Mind. Yeah. Okay. I was here right before that, uh, that book broke. Okay. Yeah. So are you surprised that a lot of these, a lot of these stories are about mind-altering substances that grow naturally in the world? Are you surprised that you're the psychedelic guy now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I certainly didn't set out to become the psychedelic guy, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I have fallen into that role. Mm-hmm. And you would not believe how often people, and this just happened in the green room, where mm-hmm. people start telling me about some very meaningful trip they had. Um, was that, so I was become, that one of my staff? Was it, one of my no, staff I have to say, it was, it was one of your guests. One of my uh, guests, not one of your okay. staff. Yeah. all right. And uh, so I sort of feel like I'm the psychedelic confessor. And, and sometimes these stories are interesting, but, you know, hearing other people's dreams sometimes, not that interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I said, it's been five years since you were on last time. Are you surprised how much there's been more acceptance oh. of, of the use of psychedelics? It's legal in many states now. It's been decriminalized in Sorry, some places. Decriminalized. It, but next year, you will be able to legally get a, a guided psychedelic psilocybin magic mushroom trip in, in the state of Oregon. Uh, that was, that passed. Yeah, and... So by guided, let me just start with there for a second. By guided, who, what is your, who is your mind Sherpa? How does that work? <laughs> well, if you're using psychedelics therapeutically, mm-hmm. um, the, the best way to do it is not simply to just take a tab of acid and see what happens. You work with a therapist, uh, and this is someone who prepares you very carefully for what's gonna happen. Uh, qualifies you, make sure you don't have any risk factors like a relative who has schizophrenia or something like that. Um, and then they sit with you during the entire time 
Uh, and then afterwards, they help you try to make sense of what can be a very confusing experience. So that's a very different way of using psychedelics than the, you know, the recreational way. Because there have been people, some people do have negative experiences. Without that's question. important, and that there can be dangerous aspects of this. Yeah, there are what, definitely risks. What should people know? Well, I think they should. I think they should know if they're going to take a high dose, they should have somebody with them, a sitter. Uh, How do you know what them. a high dose is? These aren't a controlled substance. No, it's true. But I mean, if, if you're like, you know, having, uh, you know, a whole plate of mushrooms, uh, <laughs> that's a high dose. I haven't the slightest idea what a proper dosage of mushrooms is. Yeah. And I'm not going to say whether I've taken them. Well, I understand. But I will say this, that I have a dear friend who has my same name, who, <laughs> when he was in college, took what he now considers way too, too much. much. Well, and I... the building was digesting him, and he would have flown off the planet if he hadn't held on to Jeannie Pisacani's peasant skirt for four hours. <laughs> and, uh... and I don't... I'm still... My friend is still waiting to recover... And think that that was a good idea because it was horrible. Yeah. So that can happen. <laughs> that can definitely happen. But it's much less likely to happen if you approach the experience with some preparation, mm -hmm. with a guide who knows how much you should take mm -hmm. and not more than that, yeah. and, um, and helps you make sense of it. Um, you can have a very terrifying experience that is actually incredibly instructive. Um, because whatever... Oh, it was. <laughs> I have been told. You've been told. <laughs> I understand on good authority that mushrooms grow in your part of South Carolina. I mean, the really? psilocybin mushrooms. On, on the barrier islands, yeah. Oh, wow. I, did, I didn't know honest that? Honestly? I did not know yeah. that. And I talk about South Carolina a lot. I, I, I know. Well, look in, next time there's a big rain and you're down there, look in the cow patty. <laughs> Just start eating mushrooms <laughs> at random, says Michael Pollan. What could no, that, go that, wrong? That would not, that's not my recommendation. Okay. I'm just saying, as a mycologist, you might want to... So, in This Is Your Mind on Plants, um, uh, you talk about various drugs in, in this, all natural, I assume. Yeah. What, what, what defines a drug? Good question. I don't think we have a strong definition. It's something you ingest that changes you. Um, but of course, am I am I on a drug? Right you now? are. If this yeah. is if this is coffee. caffeinated, is yeah, coffee? you are. Um, caffeine is a drug. Uh, Ninety percent of people on Earth have a daily relationship with it. Um, most of us are. It's. Yeah. I'm nothing negative to say about caffeine. Um, Did you ever have something negative to say about caffeine? Um, I, you know, I had read a lot of, like, negative press about caffeine and, you know, worried I was drinking too much. But after having researched it, I realized it's actually more good for you than not. Um, mm -hmm. It's protective against several kinds of cancer, Parkinson's disease, de dementia, cardiovascular disease. There's a lot of good things about it. Um, Voltaire was uh, told that it was a slow poison. He said, it must be. I've been drinking three cups a day for 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Diderot, his, uh, his colleague in the Enlightenment, had like 70 cups a day. What? Balzac, Balzac was a major coffee fiend. And in fact, he depended on it to write. He stayed up all night to write. And uh, when he started developing some resistance to it, he realized he had stopped diluting it with water. So, <laughs> so he just snorted it? No, he, he swallowed the grounds. He swallowed the he grounds? He swallowed the grounds. And now, he what, felt... we're talking 18th century here? Yeah. Okay, what... What, what was before coffee? Well, like, what, what would, the world, our, what would yeah. the world be like if coffee had never come along? If Good this question. drug had never yeah. entered the lexicon? So if caffeine, coffee and tea had never shown up, uh, the world would be drunk. 
basically, all the time. Because we used to drink a, a ton. All the time, because alcohol was safer than water, um, because you got diseases from water. Sure. The alcohol sanitized the water. Um, but when coffee and tea came around, this, this, this drug had, you used boiled water. So it was the safest thing people mm -hmm. had ever had, actually. Um, so before coffee enters uh, Western history, people are drinking morning, noon, or night. Children are drinking morning, noon, or night. And everybody's buzzed. And you're not going to have an enlightenment. <laughs> you're not going to have an industrial revolution. You can't do double entry bookkeeping when you're bombed. <laughs> So, so actually, the arrival of caffeine was a very positive thing. Um, mm -hmm. And it allowed for a new kind of more rational way of approaching things, more linear, mm -hmm. uh, an explosion of science, and an industrial revolution. It's a very good way to make workers more productive. Um, it's no accident that most employers give their employees a drug, caffeine, and then time in which to enjoy it, the coffee break. Well, why are they doing this? Well, it, it does more for capital than for labor. Um, it, it basically... It basically, makes you hustle. It makes yeah, you hustle it makes you hustle. It, it makes us better workers. Now, there's, there's psychotropic tourism now. Yeah. And is, is that, um, well, for lack of a better word, is that a good thing? <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's dangerous. Um, I think that there are fake shamans all over the Amazon now giving people ayahuasca trips. I think people have to be really careful if they're thinking of doing something like that. There are retreat centers now where you can have guided psychedelic experiences. Some of them are good, some are not. You have to have your eyes open. You have to approach this with great care. You've done, you've done that yourself, a guide, guided I have. psychotropic. I have. Yeah. Uh, I've done a couple guided experiences, which I found incredibly useful, um, not just journalistically. Um, you know, I, I needed to do it to write about it. I did it for my, my readers. Um. <laughs> Officer. Officer, I'm doing this for my readers. That's a, that's a legitimate defense. <laughs> um, but I also learn things about myself. I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're incredible experiences. They bring up um, uh, issues. They, you know, you have memories that you didn't have before. You, last time I was here, we talked about the dissolution of my ego, um, you know, which was an unusual thing to talk about on network television. But yeah. Things which is mostly think. about ego. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not so much dissolution. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, but it's, it's proved to be very therapeutic. Um, it's, uh, we now have studies, and there have been a, a whole lot of studies since 2018 when the last book came out, that demonstrate that uh, psilocybin is very effective for treating depression, addiction, uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder, uh, anxiety, and the, and the fear of people with cancer diagnoses. And then uh, MDMA, um, which is also known as ecstasy, has been uh, already demonstrated to be very useful in the treatment of trauma, uh, PTSD. Um, so things are changing quickly. We now have uh, people in Congress who are, uh, Cory Booker and Rand Paul just today introduced a bill to make psychedelic therapy available to people with terminal diagnoses. Um, and uh, yeah. So in, in, within five years, mm -hmm. within five years, psilocybin and MDMA will be uh, drugs that doctors can prescribe. So please come back in five years. I hope before that. With a doctor. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for being thank here. You. This has been The Late Show Pot Show with Stephen Colbert. 
If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.